Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. Welcome into Coffee Break. I'm Troy Shockley. Thanks for hanging out with us on this snowy Friday morning. It was really nice yesterday. It was it was like 45 degrees yesterday, and I actually didn't even bring a coat to work this morning. And now it's snowing. Um, we are, and and that may be why we've got a little bit of a delay this morning. We we're actually uh, hoping to chat with Maestro Alan R. Scott today, and right now he has not made it in yet. So I think we may be having some difficulty with the the roads and scheduling. So we're going to uh, do what we do in live radio. We're going to stall. We're going to see if we can give him a few minutes, and then we're going to throw it to a commercial break and get a few more, and then we're going to see if we can't figure out something for you but uh yeah the helena symphony is continuing its season uh, they had to if, if you remember back when this all started about four years ago it feels like they were going to try and do the concerts and then they decided you know what it's just not safe we can't do that and so uh, things kind of got shut down music got shut down across the country across the world and uh, just no live performances anywhere while the helena symphony found out a way to sort of bring live music into our homes again. And they started that back up. They had some live broadcasts. It's uh, Homestream, your Helena Symphony. It's presented by AARP Montana. And it was really, really neat. Uh, it's not just a single camera up in a balcony. It's a production. You get close-up views. You get interviews at intermission. There, there's a lot of interesting things on this. They broadcast it for free on YouTube. And uh, I, I think I've got, yeah, if, if Frank's at the door. Come on in. Yeah, see, I, I knew if uh, if I just sort of introed long enough. He wasn't on cue, though. Usually he walks in the door right as you're ready to go. I know. Alan, I appreciate you coming in this morning. We're, you know, we had some snow, and, and my spotlight was out. I wasn't able. I was trying to get it so, to get it on you, but I, I was letting the people know about uh, sort of what happened with this whole thing, if we go back, I was saying, you know, it felt like four years that this started. I mean, it just feels like it's been dragging for so long. It, it We put a halt to music really across the world in terms of live performances, and that was really hard. Yeah, we, we yeah, it, it's hard to believe. It's only and has almost been a year. It's, yeah. It sort of feels like forever, and at the same time, it's hard to believe it's been this long. I was conducting in, uh, here at the end of February, and then I was in uh, Philadelphia, um, and then I was in New York, and I saw New York starting to shut down, and I started to realize something's going on, and I immediately called my staff, and I said, I need every single, all 16 people on staff to come up with every crazy idea that we can think of <laughs> about what's going to happen, and why it took us, we canceled concerts March, April, May, June, July, we were back in September. And no audience in person, but streaming. It's called Home Stream Your Helena Symphony. And we've had already several concerts, and we have another almost a dozen between now and June, um, starting this weekend. Yeah, it's really exciting. And I, I was telling the folks, these are in depth. Uh, presentations. It's not a static camera and you're listening right. to great music. It's You're getting great music, but there's production value right. here. Right, and we like to say we're not trying to duplicate the concert hall experience. There, there's no way you can replicate that feel or that 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 vibe. Um, it's the camera, you're right, it's not a camera sitting in the back of the hall just you know like we, we would probably do if like, we were filming it, right? right. It's, it's a multi-camera shoot. Um, we hired a director, a film crew. Um, there to, they have um, there's someone who's reading a score in one room. There's a tech crew, all socially distanced, 
um, about eight people, and then there's another um, set of people who are just on cameras with with other people running cable. Um, it, it's enormous amount of work, and um, you're seeing the orchestra from the inside out. We're not we're not trying to duplicate the concert hall experience. We're trying to innovate it. Yeah. So you see the conductor from the front. Um, you see soloist as if you're an inch from their hands. Um, and and you see orchestral members literally as they prepare. You're seeing what's you see might be over their shoulder. It's as if you were wandering around the orchestra and choosing to sit down somewhere else. Yeah, every it's few fascinating. Minutes. Yeah, and and what it's done obviously it's not the same. And you're not trying to, as you said, make it the same. But this is also brought. Helena Symphony. I mean, you're, you're worldwide now. I mean, it's not yeah, just it's people going, in Helena had, watching this. That's true. We had no idea because look, you could, the Berlin Philharmonic's been streaming for almost thirty years um, before the internet was even around. They were already thinking of it, so we looked at their models. So we have a host who's there to introduce things in between. They're interviewing people. You're getting backstage shots. Um, the interviews are pre-recorded typically, but the performance is live, and that's what makes this really different. Um, Many other orchestras, including in Montana, are pre-recording things, and it's great. But you can tell it's pre-recorded. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and it's a lot, it's a different feel when it's live. You're catching us coming out of the dressing room. You're catching us um, in a totally different way. And so, we had no idea who was going to watch. Um, we're getting anywhere between three thousand to twelve thousand people watching at any one point. Wow. That, that, that's more that's you know if it's twelve thousand, that's four times or six times the amount of fit in the civic center um and we're not charging that's the other thing um you could you could tune in the berlin philharmonic for 10 bucks no one's going to rival that production level not the philadelphia orchestra no one not the new york philharmonic because the berlin philharmonic has been doing it for decades so we said why would we do that let's just encourage people if they would like to donate and the average donation is around 60 bucks so um we're not obviously not everybody's doing that, but that's we decided. Yes, we will eat nearly two hundred thousand dollars because the concerts are normally about forty-five to sixty thousand, and then when you add the streaming costs with the crew, it's another ten thousand per concert. We just said we're just going to do this because it's the right thing to do. We believe I've been saying for decades, you know, if you want to be entertained, go to the circus. If you if you want your lives to be impacted and be changed, come to experience the arts so we got to put our money where our mouth is i've been saying that for decades we're here to save their lives psychologically emotionally spiritually and we never realized that for it's really truly happening we're getting letters from people all over saying that this performance for whatever reason it might have just been a good thing for their day or it might have been something that's really saving them so um it's important what we're doing yeah maestro alan r scott is with us on coffee break this morning to finish out the week and you did uh, relatively recently have to shut down even those performances just because the numbers of the virus spiking in the community but now able to open that back up again that had to feel good seeing seeing the numbers go down thinking yeah. we can actually start having this conversation of bringing these back yeah and we closed the december concert mainly because not so much the numbers because the county even two days before the concert was like you're still good to go the reason we did was our health plan that every musician has to go by in terms of quarantining and in terms of agreeing to the to the multiple levels of health plan because everybody we're not using all 78 players in the orchestra mm-hmm. we're using about 50 socially distant Everybody's wearing masks. The winds and brass who are who, who who are not are behind plexiglass shields, but and and then everything is cleaned. Even though they're saying that is not as critical anymore, we still do it. Um, what what they said to us in December was about over fifty, well over fifty percent 
of cases were from asymptomatic spread, which means our health plan was sort of null and void in my right. mind. Right. So yeah. I just thought, well, I'm not going to, I promised players and singers that if, the, and that was mainly members of the crowd for that concert. And I said, if I felt that this was not safe, we would pull it. We always knew that was the case. And so we did decide to pull the December one. Not only did asymptomatic spread, but also cases in general. I mean, Helena was one of the worst. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were, when Missoula and Bozeman were a few hundred cases, we were t total, we were, you know, nearly 2,000 active cases. Now we're down to between three, we're averaging, you know, 20 a day. It's around three or 400 active cases. We're right in line with Missoula and Bozeman. Um, even, even Yellowstone County has come way down. It seems like Montanans are doing doing the right thing, and yeah. so um, let's hope it stays that way. But yes, it's not only the asymptomatic spread, but the amount of cases themselves, and um, we'll be dealing with the vaccines in the orchestra and corral as well. So, um, so we're very optimistic that by June, our benefit concert in Montana Ting, with any luck, and if the vaccine rollout goes the way they're telling us. Um, that we'll be able to have that in person. And more importantly, we'll be able to have Symphony Under the Stars the third week of July in person. Right. One of the yeah. first big openings for 18,000 people. Are, are there any other uh, symphonies really doing? I mean, like you said, there's some in Montana that are, you know, they're doing the recorded stuff right now across the country is it starting to come back a little bit in at least no. in the way that you're doing it or are no. we sort of either they were already doing it or they're not doing it all some okay. orchestras like new york phil have closed down until july um you know when you're dealing with that you know they're 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 full-time salaried players and they're still getting their pay I'm like the Philadelphia Orchestra is streaming, but they're pre-recording, okay. and they'll they'll do it in one rehearsal, pre-recorded. And we're, you know, there are many that are pre-recording, and there are there are some that are doing it live. I think Billings was doing it with people in person and live, and I think now they're just doing it without audience. I think, um, but they're doing it. I believe they're doing it live. Um, I think you know Missoula was pre-recording, and Great Falls is pre-recording, but the rest of Montana have shut down, um, and. Um, no one's doing it like we're doing it where we're doing it for free Yeah, YouTube, we're yeah. on YouTube. Most people have access to YouTube. Sure. Smart TV or computer. We thought about that. We could have monetized this. We decided it was not the right thing to do. We're the only orchestra doing it live for free. Yeah. And um, throughout all this, we realized we needed to change our mission statement, which was made in 1955. Um, and we really made it far more powerful and far more simple to engage, to enrich, and inspire lives through music. It doesn't say bring people to concert hall. It's a, it's to basically make an impact in people's lives. And I think we're doing it. Yeah, a symphonic light in uh, admittedly some darkness right now. And uh, now it's back, launching Season 66, Part 2 tomorrow 7 30 on youtube once again a live performance uh we do have to take a break so you know what? we're, we're going to do that and then we're going to come back and talk about tomorrow's concert on coffee break i just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode you can always catch up we're on itunes so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. 
In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Welcome back in. This is Coffee Break. I'm Troy Shockley. We've got Maestro Alan R. Scott in the studio with us this morning, and they are launching Season 66 Part 2 tomorrow with the Helena Symphony. It's at 7.30 on YouTube. And, of course, as we've been talking about in the first half, it is a live performance. Uh, Alan, what, what are the nerves like, the energy like, the the anticipation? You've got the murmur of the crowd you know, in the background. It's got to be a little different than an empty hall, but because it's live – it's still live, so it's different, but it's got to be... It was an adjustment for sure. Um, the normal pre-concert stuff is so important to everybody's sort of ritual. Yeah. Um, we all have our own. I have my own little things that I do. Um, part one of which is usually I'm doing a, what they call a pre-concert crash course, and I'm going out into a different area, and I'm talking to about 60 to 200 people just talking about They take questions if the guest artist is there. That's on Zoom, and I'm in. They're in my dressing room with me on Zoom. So that, first of all, that automatically feels weird because right. I'm not used to being on a computer. I don't want to be on a computer. But and then we're talking, and it's hundreds of people you in know, your on, space in my dressing room, yeah. right where I'm trying to. And so, and then to go on, yeah, the murmur. There's an energy. It's not that we all, the, the orchestra and I have talked about this a lot. It's not that like we need. It's the applause. Oh, the applause is always great, but. It's the energy. You know from the moment we're starting, you can feel a vibe. You can feel an energy just like anybody in a big crowded group can. When that's gone, th what first made it feel like a performance, I was, okay, we're all dressed up in nicer clothes and the cameras have been rolling for three days, so it's not like we're, we're you know, they've been practicing and all this too with us, but you get used to that. It's more of, okay, then you're done. The last big note, if it's a big ending, and it's right. silence <laughs> waiting for that. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. so, so what you have to realize is that they're all there with you. It's just, an, it, they're not present. And so you just have to remember that there is still the liveness, but that's an awkwardness that we didn't have before. Yeah. We've gotten used to it because we've done a half a dozen already and we got another, you know, uh, more than just about a dozen or so, but or a little less than that. But, um, you get used to it and, um, I've done a lot of recording sessions in my life, so I just kind of treat it like that. But it's just that people are watching, not just listening. Right. So, yeah. Um, and and tomorrow night, people are going to be watching and listening to uh, some some Americana. Yeah, especially the first half is um, it's getting a lot of traction on the internet. We're told it's the Copeland's Appalachian Spring. Aaron Copeland um, wrote this in the 1940s. Um, sort of as an escapism for World War II when there was so much anxiety in the country. It was a ballet, actually, a Martha Graham, who was a very different type of choreographer, very angular and very looks very odd for us today. But um, spring is actually a verb, he said, Copeland said. Um, it comes from a Hart Crane poem where it says, Oh, Appalachian spring, like as it, as mm -hmm. it launches. And so... Um, it's basically about a pioneer wedding in the Appalachian Mountains of Pennsylvania, but no one even knows that. No one needs to know that. It just has become recognized as one of the most Americana works of a time that represents innocence, naivete, a time when if we just go a little farther west, young man, you'll find opportunity. It's that kind of almost tongue-in-cheek, but yet 
you ask anybody who comes to this country and becomes an American citizen, they look, they still see America like that. And it's just, and we, we as Americans, when you're, especially when you're going through a lot of difficult times and anxiety, we forget that, that our country is so unique. And this, this piece captures it. There's such an intimacy about it. And he originally wrote it for 13 instruments. And then Bernstein encouraged him to write it for a full orchestra. The 13 instrument one has done maybe even more, and I've done it so many times. And this one, we're, we're using the full orchestra, about 50 players. And it's just so, when I've conducted this overseas, it takes forever to get the orchestra to get it. Copeland uses words like white tone and prayerful and to capture an innocence in a way that is so instinctive for an American player. Um, and it's extremely difficult piece to play and even more difficult to conduct. But to the ear, to the listener, it sounds so simple. And it's and there's that famous American shaker tune that's in there that everyone knows. Does mm -hmm. the gift to be simple? Does the gift to yeah, be free? Yeah, I've got it. You want me to play it? Sure. I got it ready. I can't go with just the simple clarinet popping in there with it. I had to go go well, big. Well, that's that's right. It's about the last few minutes there, yeah. and there's still. And after that, it doesn't end with that big ending. After that, it just becomes so like a bunch of uh, tender sighs, and there's a reflection about this piece. This piece makes musicians tear up. It makes audiences tear up. Is something naive that we love and desperately want in our lives. Um, you feel it's not, I wouldn't call it, it's not like a patriot wave the American flag type of America. It's an America that's about you and your family. It's an America about the things that we hope for and the things that we lost and the things that we can gain. And it's not, again, it's not a monetary physical gain. It's something about bringing closer to who we are. And this piece captures, I've always felt, it captures America, our America, our community of not only who we are, but who we want to be. And you know, when I programmed this, I was doing it around October, November, thinking we have to change the program for the second half of the year. And I thought, um, this will be good. It'll be after the election. Things will be calming down. You know, yeah, I had no, there is almost a patriotic feel it to is, it. It is, but not like, I'm proud to be an American, yeah, where yeah. you're holding the flag up in the air and, and shoving it down other people's throats. Type. It's not, it's not a, 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 a that kind of an America. It's not a wave the American flag. It's the old Norman Rockwell America, where... We proudly hang the flag out on our yeah. flag post. It's Fourth of July, right? But yeah. in an intimate way, it's not the fireworks of Fourth of July. Right. It's a different type. But it's, it's just, the parade and the picnic. Yes, yeah. it's very much. I'd even lean more towards the picnic. It's that. It's about you feel something on that day. This is what this piece represents. And Copeland, who lived from 1900 to 1990, so basically a century during both world wars, the Great Depression, Vietnam, Korean conflicts, um, all but 2000, uh, September 11th. And those of us who are living in this pandemic and crisis, you know, I had no idea there was gonna be so much uproar after the election when I programmed this, but even this piece means even more than that. This means that we are, we are all 
um, closer with our things that we have in common than we are than the things that, that, that make us different and as Americans. And we have to remember that. And um, looking backwards on something so simple and naive, um, I think will help us feel that. So I think this piece more means more than the when I originally programmed it in mm-hmm. November. Yeah, it's a uh, really a, a perfect prescription for us right now. Is this piece? You mentioned the word, but I, I feel like you almost can hear hope when you listen to this. That, that that's what I hear when I listen to this music is I I hear hope and uh, an affirmation, and uh, you know I mean, it, it, it's it's fascinating how it just kind of worked out like you said like it, it yeah. fits right now and the second half if i could is just, yeah yeah is stravinsky's puccinella suite again another ballet and and people think of stravinsky the right of spring all this really dark atonal primitivism stravinsky that's a handful of works this piece written similar time um he was looking backwards and found a Baroque composer that no one knew, an Italian Giovanni um, Pergolesi. But he used those melodies to create this, what we would call music, a concerto grosso, where it's not a concerto for one solo instrument, but everyone in the orchestra is a soloist at some point. And these are just, and he says, my discovery of the past has begun. Again, it's about looking backwards and finding something that really is warm and tender. And this is just a big smile. And so Stravinsky's Puccinello will really pair nicely with these with the Copeland's Appalachian Spring. Yeah, let's play a piece out of that one because you, you know you know the Copeland. People know it without knowing that they know yeah, it. This absolutely. one might not be one that they know. I agree. so powerful yeah like he does that with the the oboes yeah. the, and the and the clarinets or another and the bassoons and everybody in the orchestras is one it's two horns one trombone one trumpet there's moments it sounds like it's almost like from a circus um and you you began that excerpt with my favorite melody in that whole thing it's just so beautiful and um his colors are so vibrant and it's used it's again you don't need a 100 person orchestra for it you know 50 players works perfectly and um everyone there's it's a string quintet there's solo oboe solo bassoon solo horn solo trumpet solo trombone um to hear the bass being a soloist throughout is kind of crazy and um all these sort of um literally you feel like it's a circus or this wild jazz party at times and other times it's just playful like you're yeah just playing. yeah i've been listening to it for the last few days and i love it i mean it's it's one that makes it, I, I would say you to everybody. I'm going to say you because I think this is universal. It makes you feel happy yeah. without trying. Like it just it happened. It, it just lifts the spirit. You don't even realize it's happening, and then you think about it. Go, hey, I, I'm I kind of like this. You should be the host of the concert. I mean, this is what <laughs> this is exactly how I feel too. I, it's um, I have the same exact reaction. I've conducted this piece many times, and I even as a listener, I just even last night's rehearsal, I said that I had this big smile on my face, and and, and why it wasn't ready to the point where I'm satisfied in terms of just the energy. Uh, it's a big smile, I said earlier. And yeah. so you have this hope and sort of happiness going together. And, you know, I don't always think in terms of themes for concerts, but 
um, other than like Symphony Under the Stars. But this is very much has a set, a theme of of hope, um, happiness, and something that's really going to warm us up. I, you know, I thought we'd be dealing with an extra cold winter. Right. It's, why it's snowing? It's not extra cold this, yet. And um, this is just a great night. A subscribers got a second round of big gifts. They got a symphony blanket, Helen a symphony mask, um, a really cool Montana calendar, and they got these the, the concert watch packs they get um, with all this fun stuff in it. And so subscribers, those are season ticket holders, will actually have this cool symphony blanket to cuddle up with and just be at home. You could be in your pajamas, whatever your drink of choice, snack of choice, and sit there and watch this on TV. There's some advantages at seeing this yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Maestro Alan R. Scott with us this morning. We've only got about two and a half minutes left. And I, yeah, this is just a great one-two. Uh, it, it just flows so well. It dovetails into each other and it fits the time. And it, it's just a perfect, uh, perfect thing. It, tomorrow night, it's at 7.30. 7.30, our time, you know, uh, live. Um, and just something to look forward to, you know, in Fe in February, March, and May, we'll bring back world-renowned artists. Pianist Claire Wan Chi is doing Brahms. The greatest living clarinetist in the world is doing Cop another Copeland piece, his jazz clarinet concerto that was yeah, written Morales, for Benny Goodman. Right? He's, he's amazing. He's amazing. And then uh, May 1st, uh, the world-renowned Tim Fain violinist doing Mendelssohn. We have some kids' concerts throughout in a few weeks. Um, so we have quite a bit of stuff coming on. And, yes, we look forward to the time when we could all be back together in person. But for now, this is important. We can listen virtually in our live concert hall or digital concert hall, and you all can be with us. It's live on YouTube. You can go to the HelenaSymphony.org to our Facebook page. But the easiest way to find us is just go to YouTube and look for Helena Symphony. Yeah, and once again, no charge. I mean, people no can charge. watch this for free, but it, it's right. also something where you can you, you're you're certainly willing to pass the the hat, and and people absolutely can they can make a, make a donation. It's an hour long concert, backstage stuff, cool interviews. So for an hour of your evening on Saturday night, seven thirty on, you can have a great time and something that would normally cost people anywhere between twelve bucks a ticket to fifty seven bucks a ticket. So. Just sit back and enjoy this and, and let music really impact your lives. It's a great weekend to do it. Yeah. You don't even have to get dressed up. That's right. Or, unless you like getting dressed up. Some people I mean, have. Can... We have photos that they send us, the candlelit dinners, tuxedos, the whole thing, because they want people want to go out. So they right. want to feel so. Yeah, there's there's creative date night, guys. That's I mean, you're looking for a date night. I'm taking you to a concert. That's right. I mean, yeah. it's, you could have a movie night. This, this is a live concert. Yeah. You pay nothing. I and, like it. So dress yeah. up, go go to the concert. You're saving money, so you, you, you can buy the fancier wine. Pop the cork yeah. and for some champagne or wine or just whatever your favorite drink is and just enjoy. It's an hour long. Yeah, I love it. it it's going to be a fantastic show. Uh, Maestro Alan R. Scott with us this morning to finish off the work week. Uh, Alan, thanks for coming in. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. I know you got a lot going on. So and and pass on our thanks to uh, to all the performers as well because I this, like I said, th this is a uh, this is a light in what has been a, a pretty dark year for a lot of people. So I think it's going to be a fantastic evening again tomorrow night, seven thirty. Just look it up on YouTube and enjoy. That's all the time we have for coffee break this morning. We'll be gone for the weekend, but we're going to be back here right away on Monday morning. We'll see you then. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes. Head on over. Give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.